The pursuit of God doesn't stop when a believer gets saved. There is so much more to discover about a living and active God who is with us and in us. If you've ever thought to yourself, there has got to be more than this, you are in the right place. Welcome to the More of God, a safe place to explore the more. I have two guests today. I have Dave Ford and Alice Remedios. Hi, guys. Hi, April. Hi, April. In continuing with our month of hearing the voice of God, we're going to talk about the prophetic. So a lot of people may be listening, and maybe they haven't heard that word, or maybe they don't know what that means. So who would like to describe what the word prophetic means? I can do that. So prophetic just means uh, speaking forth the words of God. It may be something, it may start off as a word of knowledge that you know something about something you you shouldn't know, and so you speak it out, and it turns into a word of encouragement, and it may have some future foretelling items to it, or it may just be a super personal word of encouragement for the person. So I met Alice and Dave both at my church. We all used to go to the same church. And over the years, we have together kind of rotated through teaching a class on hearing God's voice and teaching people about the prophetic. So one of the things that we're all passionate about is that people can learn to hear the voice of God and not just for themselves, but also, like you said, ministering to other people, words of encouragement or comfort to them. So the first question I want to ask you guys is, something that we get asked pretty much in every class. Can everyone be prophetic? I feel pretty strongly that everyone has the ability to hear from God, not just for themselves, but for other people as well. And that's just a funny story because, you know, when I first came to the prophetic class, I went the first night and thought, well, I do not have this. Because every time I said something, it was completely off and the people sitting around me were shaking their heads, no, no, no. And I kept going back. And by the end of, I don't know, a few weeks, my mind was blown, you know, that I was actually hearing specific things from the heart of God for other people. As for me, when I was a young Christian in my late 20s, reading the scripture and Paul encouraging us and saying that, I wish that you would all prophesy. And so I hung on to that. And he said, also earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. So I always make myself available to God, whether he wants to use me with a prophetic word or to pray or whatever he wants to use. I completely agree with what Dave just said. And it's being available to hear, to speak, to pray, you know, and it's not just in that environment, but wherever I am at any time. And it's a scary commitment to say yes to God, you know, when I'm standing in the line of a grocery store, you know, and there's someone there that all of a sudden I'm feeling like he wants me to talk to this person about him. And for me to say, yes, I will. Let me ask you a question about that specific situation. When you feel like God is leading you to say something to that person in the grocery store, how fast does your heart beat? Now it's not that bad. Now maybe I'm becoming more comfortable with the weirdness of it, and I actually really enjoy it. But when it was first happening, it was the most horrific experience ever. And the only reason I started to do it was because it felt worse to not do it and then feel awful afterwards, feeling like 
God really wanted to touch someone. And out of my own fear, I missed out on that opportunity. So when I began to step out in obedience and doing it, oh my gosh, I could hardly even get the words out because <laughs> my heart would be pounding so hard and I would you know, be stuttering and hemming and hawing and apologizing. But it's incredibly rewarding to be used by God to touch someone's heart. So I've had different experiences. Yes, there's been plenty of times that I've been terrified. And even recently, there was a time on the plane where I felt like God was telling me something for the mother and daughter next to me. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like being weird right now. <laughs> so it still happens. But it's, I guess it's being prepared to be selfless. So a lot of times people will say, like you just said, I felt like God wanted me to talk to this person in the grocery store, or I felt like God was giving me a word for the person that was on the plane. So for somebody maybe who hasn't experienced that, or maybe they something happened, but they don't know exactly what it was, what does it look like or feel like, or what do you sense when you feel like God is giving you something to speak to somebody else? So Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice and they know me. So... It is learning to understand when that happens. So a lot of times it's just a thought and it may be a random thought or an idea that pops into my head, an impression, but now I can hone in on it and because it's been happening for the past 20 some years that I can understand, okay, the Holy Spirit's starting to talk to me. But at first it was just like, where did this come from? Like, why did I think of this? So there were probably many times that I didn't even know and just dismissed it as being strange. Or spicy burrito, maybe? Maybe. Sometimes it's just something that's happening during the day, and then all of a sudden I'll see somebody differently. For example, my car broke down one time, and my battery died, and I was just so irritated that I needed to wait for someone to come and jump you know my battery and when the guy showed up it was like my heart just was so full of love for this person and I just knew that is why my battery died God wants me to pray for this guy and so I'm praying for this young man and a lot of times that's where it ends you know I just pray for someone and I move on but I felt God put on my heart to talk to him can't even remember how I entered into it but it was you know I just have a feeling that my battery didn't die just randomly, that this was set up so that I could be praying for you. Is there something that I could be praying for you? And he just started crying, you know, that his grandmother had died the evening before and he just felt completely lost without her. And we were able to pray. And I was so honored to have been chosen by God to have my battery die for this young man. So one of the things I love that you know, I've really seen play out in the prophetic class is seeing people just learn how to kind of just go for it. When we have these students in the class and they're thinking, well, maybe I heard something, but I'm not really sure. We're always encouraging them to step out and just to ask somebody and never to go to somebody with all certainty and say, thus saith the Lord, blah, blah, blah. But just say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hear the voice of God. This is what I feel like I heard, or this is what picture I felt. Does that mean anything to you? There's definitely a refinement that comes when you're willing to test it out. So what about when you're the person that's receiving that word? So somebody comes to you and says, hey, I have a word for you. I think it's just as important to know how to receive a word from somebody than it is to give a word from somebody. So what advice would you guys give to somebody if a person walks up and, 
and has a word for you. I kind of see it as a package, a UPS or FedEx package, and the person giving the word is just delivering it, and it's up to the person receiving it. What do they do with it? Do they accept it? Do they? It doesn't mean anything to them now, and so they're going to put it on the shelf, or is it just flat out part of it or all of it wrong, and they just dismiss it and go about their way? So, Alice, I know you had a word that seemed a little bit crazy to you, but you ended up shelving that word, and you've seen a little bit more of the fruition of that word. About 25 years ago, a man came to our church named Bill who had a very strong gift in the prophetic. I was drawn to his gift and at the same time wanted to run every time I saw him. And one day he came up to me and said, I need to speak over you and and share what God has given me for you or I'm going to explode. So I'm shaking and listening to him and he's telling me that one day I'll be on a stage, that I'll be teaching. He said, when you begin your ministry, he said, you will feel like there's a lightning bolt from the tip of your head to your toes and it will go straight through you and you will know that God has called you into ministry. And I cried and cried and cried as an introvert, as someone who just shakes at the thought of, you know, being on a stage, let alone talking about God to people. I didn't want to even leave my house, you know, for a long time. And about 20 years later, I was speaking at a women's retreat with a group of women that I loved and it was safe and it was on a topic that is very, I'm very passionate about. And while I was talking, I just felt the Holy Spirit and all of my heart just being shared with these women. And that night, I just began to cry, just feeling so intimate with the Lord. And I felt this lightning bolt go through me. It's like my fingertips from head to toe. And I just started laughing at how terrified I had been 20 something years ago at that word that I had shoved into a corner, never wanting to receive that. I think one of the most important things in receiving a word or words that someone feels that they have for you from God is to always use the word of God as the foundation of what you know to be true. That just because someone comes to you and says, hey, I feel like this is from God, part on my part, I take it and I take it to prayer I will spend a lot of time with it. And if it doesn't feel right, I'll put it aside and just hold off on it and, you know, come back to it or, like you said, flesh it and just let it go. I'd like to share an example where someone came to me and started speaking a a word. And the first part, I immediately started to reject in my heart and just say, oh, bless their heart. They just missed it. Then the the person kind of continued on. And the Holy Spirit welled up inside of me and agreed with what they were saying. So it actually changed my mind that, oh, this is from God. Because I got that inner witness, the the connection with the Holy Spirit that agreed with the word. And so then it was like, okay, I accept it. I don't know. I'm not going to try and make it happen. But it did happen on its own nine months later. So what kind of advice would you give somebody who wants to better tune in to the voice of God? What kind of advice would you give them? To allow God to have their imagination. 
that's a lot of where this happens is in our imagination. I think we have vilified the imagination, but God is a creative God, and he gave us an imagination. And I know that's what I do is I'll just sit there, and then he can put phrases or words or pictures on that imagination. You mentioned phrases, pictures, words, whatever. I think God speaks in any way at any time that he needs to do it, but there are sometimes ways that he speaks individually to us that we receive more. So for me, I'm a very visual person, so I often get pictures, and then I also uh, get scripture because I'm really, I love the word of God, but I off, I usually get pictures of the scripture because <laughs> he knows that I'm visual. So what kinds of ways does he speak individually to you? A, a lot of times for me, it's uh, words or, or phrases, as I said, it's uh, impressions. It's like, uh, and it's almost like a memory. So like even years later, I can remember some of the words I gave because it's like a memory for me, not of me giving the word, but it's a memory of what God impressed upon my imagination. I think it's really important to spend time reading the Bible and not out of guilt or, you know, just the legalistic side of it, but listening for God's voice through that and using scripture to write letters to yourself or to picture it as God speaking to you personally is a really safe place to begin. And I think it's really important that when you begin to open yourself up to wanting to hear God's voice, you know, I start out by praying only the voice of God and none other than that of you, Jesus. But I think a really important part is to create a quiet space. You know, we are so busy that quiet is one of the most important places to begin to hear his voice. That's good, Alice, because I always, I remember when I was uh, younger and trying to do this, and I would not know what voice I was hearing. And so to that voice, I would always say chapter verse, and if it was my own mind, then I would just him and haw. And if it was the enemy, he would run away. But the Holy Spirit was always quick to give me a, a verse to confirm what he had told me. Can you give an example of that? Absolutely. So I was praying one morning and I used to have a routine. I'd do some worship music and then I'd uh, pray some scripture and I might get up and, and walk around and pray. And one morning I went to put the music on and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, no, don't. And then I went to open the Bible and he said, no, put that down. And that sounds totally like God. Don't worship. Don't Don't read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But that's why I was like questioning it. It's like this doesn't, it seemed right. I was learning to hear his voice. And then it was like, he said, no, I don't want you to pray. I want you to sit here in silence. And so I sat there in silence and it was very hard. But then after about 50 minutes, yes, five zero minutes of trying to be silent, he said, turn to Lamentations, and I believe it was Lamentations 325, and it says, it is good to sit in silence and wait on the Lord. Wow. So I knew it was his voice, and that's what he wanted. He wanted intimacy with me. Well, let's share some stories. 
uh, either from the class or just from your life about times where either you received a word or, or you offered a word to somebody and what it taught you about God. Because I think that's one of the coolest things about getting to give a word to somebody is you get this front row seat to the way that God loves somebody. And it's really cool to see him reveal his character to people through the way that he likes to love on them through words. So I'm going to start while you guys are thinking of your stories about a time when I was at church and sometimes God will say, go pray for that person and not give you anything. And I was arguing with him. No, I, I need you to give me the word so I don't go over there and look like an idiot. And he said, just go over there and pray for that person. Kind of argued with him for a little bit of time. And finally, I, it was just, I just felt so strongly like I needed to go over to this woman and ask if I could pray for her. So I walked over there thinking, you better give me a word when I <laughs> when I start to pray and I just I put my hand out and I said hey my name is April and I just really felt like I was supposed to come pray for you is that okay and she burst into tears and I was like oh gosh you know and I prayed for her but it was kind of in my mind a mediocre prayer and afterwards she told me why she had started crying was because she had just moved there from out of state and she was incredibly homesick and she had come to church and she her her best friend back home her name was April and so during this time that she was in worship she was praying god just send me another april and it wasn't anything to do with what word i had for her but he was trying to answer her prayer he was trying to send her another april and i was the only april in the building so he had to send me so i just loved that picture of his heart and the way that he wanted to answer her prayer through that and also it taught me that i don't have to have the word in mind before i go i just have to be obedient and follow him so what what kind of stories can you guys share about what you've learned about god or what you've learned about people through the prophetic so i'm always amazed at his desire to connect with people right where they are and just what they need. There was a time my wife and I, Julie, were ministering to this couple and praying for them. And I had a, suddenly I had a flash of a picture in my mind, a photograph of what I took to be the wife as a young girl. And I described the picture to her and she looked at me and she said, Dave, you're starting to freak me out <laughs> because it w- I described how she used to like to wear her hair, her favorite dress and her favorite doll. And in that, from that, I told her that God in that moment playing with her doll is when he awoken her desire to be a mother. And then she started bawling because she her and her husband wanted to have another child. They, She was feeling like she was being a bad mother to their son and all this. And here's God intimately knows her, knows her past, knows her history, and shares it with her in such a loving way. My story is a young woman that wanted to spend time with me, and I didn't really know her very well. And the day before she came, I spent the day praying for her throughout that day. And I picked up a notebook and wrote something down that I felt was from God. And I just closed the notebook, put it away. And when she came over the next day, she began to describe her life and the things that she was struggling with. And she said she felt like she was in a boxing ring and was just being punched and beaten up and that she was crying out to God and that he did not see her, and that she was invisible to him. And I picked up my notebook, and I said, I prayed for you all day yesterday, and this is what I wrote down. And I opened it to the front page, and I handed it to her. 
and it said, I see you. And it was her name. And she just curled up into a ball and just started crying. And I think in that moment, she just knew that even though she was struggling, she wasn't alone and that God did see her. That reminds me of probably one of my most powerful experiences, but unlike you, it scared me to death. It was 2001, and I was going to work, and I was getting on the elevator, and a young lady behind came into the elevator behind me, and as the elevator doors closed, I had this download of I knew her name. I knew it was her 21st birthday that week. I knew she had a sick cat. She was worried about how she was going to pay the vet bill. And I knew that her check engine light came on that morning. And so she was worried about her car as well. And I didn't know what to do. I was overwhelmed. And she got off the elevator and I didn't do anything because I told God, God, if I say any of that, she's going to think I'm stalking her. And so over the next two days, everybody I passed, I was getting that type of download from. And finally, at the end of the second day, I just cried out to God for it to stop. And then I started asking him, why did this happen? And he shared with me that this is how I want you to minister to unbelievers. People that might not even be searching for him might not, they may be atheists, but God wants to show his reality to them and show his love and show that he knows them. They may not know God, but he knows them. He said to me that this is how I want to minister to people, but you're not ready and my body's not ready. Will you get ready and will you get my body ready? And so that's why I'm passionate about the prophetic and passionate about equipping people and encouraging people to go out and do this. One of the things that brings up is, because you said that, you know, this is the way to minister to unbelievers, that everyone out there is really looking for answers. They're looking to know, you know, that they're loved, that they're valued, that they they have a purpose, that they have a plan, and, and people are searching for it everywhere. And one of the things that we had talked about before we started recording was how the world is providing that in some regard. There's the Long Island medium, there's the, um, the psychic, there's the tarot card people, there's all these people that claim to have answers that people are searching for. And this is something that's opposite of that, right? These are, these are not of the same spirit. These are from something else. But God is saying with the Holy Spirit, I have the answers for you. So, you know, us offering a word, offering a word that we feel like the God is saying, you know, this is how I feel about this person. And offering that word to a person is um, our counter to what the world is currently offering. That's true. And what God wants for them is so much more than just to give them information. He wants to, he wants them to encounter him and his love. So I can give you an example because there was this couple at church that sat next to us and I introduced myself to to them and the next week they sat near us again and he was amazed that I remembered his name and then God gave me some images of him and one was very very special with him and his son and uh, it was a few weeks later I didn't get to see them and after church they were walking by and I grabbed him and said, do you have a minute? And so I told him and he started, his eyes started welling up and 
the event that God had shown me three weeks before had happened earlier that week. So God told me two weeks before an event happened that this was going to happen and that the same way that the father was trying to console his son and have his son trust him is what God the father was doing with this man. And so uh, it has really sparked an interest in this man. One of the first times I stepped out in talking to a stranger and it was 1992 and I remember that because it was right before moving to North Carolina and Mike and I were walking into a restaurant. Mike is my husband. We were walking into a restaurant and our young waiter came up and gave us our menus and the moment he handed me the menu, my heart started to pound and I knew that I was supposed to somehow talk to this young man about God and I didn't know what I was supposed to say and I'm, I told my husband and Mike said, when the bill comes, I'm going to leave, um, you leave your card, I'm going to go out to the car and start praying for you and you need to talk to him. And so my heart is pounding and the guy comes walking back and I said, hey, this might be kind of weird, but when you first came walking up, I felt like I was supposed to talk to you and um, I'm a Christian and I don't know if you are, but I, I just know all I said was, God just wants you to know that he loves you. And this young guy who's like really cool looking just started to sob and he said, my wife just left me. And when I came walking up and I saw the two of you sitting so close together, you know, just looking so happy, it was like a knife in my heart. And he said, my mom died. I don't remember how long ago, but she was the one that I would always turn to for, you know, prayer and for spiritual support. And I just feel completely alone. And he said, where's your husband? And I said, he's actually sitting out in the car praying for you right now. And he's crying and saying, can, can I walk out and talk with you guys? And so he walked out of the restaurant with me and Mike came out and we prayed over him, gave him our phone numbers. But I got in the car and just started crying because I was such a wreck. It was all about God. Now I look at it and think, what a cool thing for this guy. But at that time, I was so afraid of wrecking it. And my exact words to God were, I told God, I feel like a little kid who doesn't know what they're doing. And you're asking me to do grown up things. And the next morning, this is still heavy on my heart. And I'm scared of leaving the house because something like that might happen again. And I open up my Bible randomly and this doesn't always happen. So don't just randomly open your Bible, you know, <laughs> right. But this happened to me and I, I believed that I really needed to hear this, but I randomly opened my Bible and it falls open to Jeremiah one. And it says, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth. I have that picture in my, like burned in my mind. It's like when I'm afraid to go talk to someone, I 54 years old right now. And I still feel like a little kid that God is calling me to do grown up things, but I'm not afraid because he shows up every single time. 
thank you guys for sharing your stories. I would love if you guys would close by praying for the listeners. Father God, we just thank you so much for your word and the scriptures that are alive and that through generations have spoken life and truth to each person who believes in you. And from there, as we grow to know you, I thank you so much for the way you speak to us. I pray for myself and for everyone listening that you would stretch our hearts and our ears and our spiritual senses to be alert and aware of the way that you reach out to us and the way that you want to be known, whether it's the flowers that are randomly blooming on the side of the road for us to suddenly see they're not just random and for us to see you in the little details around us to know you so intimately that we desire that constant communication with you and that we invite people in to know you as well I thank you so much for your love for us for the kindness and the protection that when we don't get it right there is just such a gentleness and in your Holy Spirit that leads us and teaches us and I pray that you would give all of us more courage to say yes to you to those things that make us uncomfortable but draw us closer to your heart thank you so much for the way that you are constantly wanting to speak to us yes father we do thank you we thank you for everyone who's listening to this and i pray for them now i pray that you would uh, equip them by your holy spirit that you would strengthen them in their innermost being that they would know your voice because that's a promise that they would know your voice in Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move in their lives and that the the written word, the scripture, would come alive to them and that when they speak it to other people, it would come alive and touch hearts and change lives. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, moving and for acting and for being our best friend. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice and that you be honored in all that we do because this is all for you. Amen.